Hi guys, welcome to Christ Curls and Conversations. Today we are on with Heather, and Heather is out in the United Kingdom, all the way in Wales, and I'm so excited to have her on today. Um, I actually met Heather through Instagram when we were talking about uh, law of attraction and masturbation, and she actually has an Instagram account um, that shares about the testimonies of the law of distraction. That's her Instagram handle. And she talks about a lot of like law of attraction, new age stuff, um, sexuality. It is really, really amazing. And I was able to go on her podcast and we just shared a lot about our old life with Christ and how it, how Christ basically pulled us out. And I'm just really happy to have her on to share her story. So Heather, if you want to jump on in, when did pornography first come into your life? Yeah, and it is, it, it's such an interesting question because it's one of those things that was such a gradual thing for me. Uh, hey, everybody, um, just so glad to be here and, and sharing this stuff. And the stuff that I'm going to be sharing is, is totally candid. I, I, you know, since coming to Christ and actually before Christ, I was very open person. And, and it's part of my testimony that I, um, I had a lot of pride. I had a lot of um what is the word i i was just i just thought i just felt thought so highly of myself mm -hmm. um but taking that that initial um question of where did pornography kind of enter my life and it really is it it sort of started i lived opposite a bra factory would you would you know it and they would used to be um we'd, and i'd walk across um, to get to school and you go past this Gossard bra factory um, and there'd be occasionally a sort of magazine I just remember this one day being a magazine strewn across this field and there was these half naked women um, and in it it really wasn't the sort of sexual attraction although I just thought these women were beautiful and they were sexual but it was the power that had got me and hooked me in from a very young age and I was aroused by it and I was interested in it. And I remember the boys just fighting over, like grabbing at these pages. And I was probably, how old was I? Like in junior school. And I think that's different from like the US. And, and uh, so I was probably about, I don't know, eight, nine. Wow. It, yeah. I mean, and again, it wasn't about the, um, a, a sort of stirring of, of sexual feelings. It was a stirring of, this is power. This is how I can get men fighting over pictures of me. Wow. And it was, it was very, it was such a small little seed that was planted. It wasn't like, you know, eight years old, right. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to be making, and, and I think it's, it, it's, I'm a lot older than you. And, you know, there wasn't that access to pornography that there is now. There certainly we weren't, you know, on, this is pre-internet. So what we had was the case catalog, you know, the, the underwear section of, all of these big um sort of yeah catalogs you know fashion catalogs that kind of thing um and it was just something you know it was the first time i was exposed to something with naked skin like bit you know women in bras and i was just transfixed wow that's kind of where it started yeah wow that's really crazy so really so you were mm. in, it was because of all the the bras and the the magazines it's it's mm. how um 
how much more accessible it is now than it was then? Why, why do you think that it's so much more accessible now? Uh, because, you know, the devil is just roaming around and ramping things up. And, you know, and we, I think it's those increments and I sort of slowly like cast my mind back and I sort of think about even like my grandmother and the things that are on sort of Netflix and things that are on sort of TV now, she would be so horrified. But because these increments have just, you know, happened to us in such that creepy sort of increasing, don't really recognize it. And we're so automated, we're so programmable that it just seeps in in that disgusting way, in that sugary coated way that the devil and Satan takes hold of our, our mind and sort of tries to disguise you know, uh, himself as, as non-existent being and all of this other stuff. And I just feel like it, it's always, it's, it was always inevitable. One, uh, it, it's like trying to stop a moving train. Mm-hmm. We know the end, we know it's coming. Uh, we, can, we can prepare for it, we need to battle up. Um, but it, even then, for that time, that was, that was as, as potent as, you know, an eight-year-old stumbling across something you know, really graphic now, because they're dumbed down to it and they're numb to it. Me as an eight-year-old, you know, 30, uh, 30 plus years ago, that to me and the allure and the glamour of these women and the beauty, you know, that was captivating as I'm sure, you know, I, again, I'm seeing this from a, from a purely sort of power position. I'm going to talk to you, you know, about how that has been the theme of my life. Like, using sex as power as a tool and ultimately as an energy (laughs) harvesting power crazy hungry crazy woman um right well well, for one i I love that you're talking about this in a in a form of power because that's that's exactly how i thought it was too like if i know what a man wants i can give that to them and and i thought that it was sex so let me give that to them so they never have to go to anything else um and so how would you like how would you use the the sex or just the um characteristic of putting on the the lustful spirit to your advantage Mm. well yeah i mean so from there obviously went into comprehensive um and you know you start you know looking at boys and girls and at the time, yeah, I was sort of attracted to boys, thought I was attracted to boys, had an attraction to girls as well, was always um, lusting over that, but in a way of either wanting to be that woman, mm-hmm. that, that sort of, again, that powerful kind of sexual woman, because she was just so attractive, um, but also just seeing the pull that she had. I wanted to be the woman, but I also was attracted to the woman because she had that, that kind of, that, that thing over, over, you know, people and men. And so, yeah, just wanting to always be physically attractive. Um, I've always been like sort of big chested. It's always one of those things. And, and growing up, I would be the first to make a joke of like, I was always the one, the, (laughs) the person in the room who had like the biggest chest. Mm-hmm. And you can't get away from that. And in a way, again, it was a prideful thing. And I, and I, but I, I couldn't sort of shy away from it. I thought, actually, this is my body. I was always, you know, earliest developed, all these kind of things. 
And I, I know there was a point where I could have shied away from it. And instead, again, I used it as a power. So all of these things I know, looking back now, it was the enemy thinking and putting me in that position to go, you are going to be a strong, powerful wheel for my, you know, the kingdom of darkness. Wow. And that is ultimately what, what I did. Um, so going through, you know, sort of comprehensive and just not even wanting to meet guys and wanting to be with guys where they're at. I wanted to almost devour them. And I wasn't even conscious that I was doing that. Like, and I would wind men up to the point where they would say that they loved me. Mm -hmm. And I would like literally just spit them out. I, I would wind them up in class and make jokes and sort of show that I was interested or somewhere or really be really flirty. And I got very, very good at flirting. I got very, wow. very good at, at like really twisting that and not in an obvious way, in a really subtle way and in the ways that the devil's wiles do. And that's why I see that horrible spirit behind a lot of women. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I was at the forefront of that and I saw that worming my, my way into those minds of guys. And um, I thought, I again, I, I was really proud of it. I was like, I can get, I can get this guy. I can just right. worm like my a, way in. Like a manipulative energy. Horrific. Yeah. Full on, you know, yeah, manipulation. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember this one guy just writing me a letter saying, um, you know, I, I love you. And I just wrote a sort of uh, a really horrible F you back. I mean, it just literally wanted to just burn them. Like it was, it was, it was horrific. That was harsh. That was hard. Wow. <laughs> so my goal was never to, I think, I think a part of me wanted to be intimate. Part of me obviously wanted togetherness and, and, and wanted to, to be with people and, and explore that. But, it was always the best time on my own. And it was always about uh, protecting myself, a lot of it, so that if I was in power, I, I wasn't gonna get hurt as well. Wow, I, I love that you described it like that because I've heard a couple of my friends' testimonies say it more of like a power control thing, but I, I see myself in your testimony a lot. <laughs> Because I, I would always spit guys out where it was yeah. like, I would get them to, I would see how far I could go past the boundary line and, yes. and want them to walk over the boundary line with oh, me. Yes. But then as soon as they walked over the boundary line, it was like, I reeled myself in so quick where I was like, I don't want anything to do with you. <laughs> yes. hundred percent. And I was, I didn't even know what I was doing. Like I, I would be confused thinking, I really like this guy and he was really sweet and funny and whatever. And yet, and yet I'm being like, as soon as I kind of accomplished my goal of getting him to a point of being so doe-eyed and so like, Heather, you're so amazing. And all of this kind of almost worship. Yeah. And that's how I see it now. And I didn't see it back then like that, but that's how it was. Um, I would just be like, you're dead to me. Bye. Wow. And this, and that, and that is totally come from the kingdom of darkness. That is totally satanic. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? and, yeah. but I think it's in, but a lot of our a lot of my friends were doing it we thought it was empowering we thought it was like wow strong sexual woman she's just going out there she's sort of like sleeping with this person that person mm -hmm. um I, I almost had like a checklist of all of these um taboos in terms of like I, I, I sort of slept with my um boss's brother i'd slept with my friends but like the people that you probably shouldn't have and, and wouldn't have but i was almost like but i need to 
tick it off like some sort of sexual bingo. I didn't even know what I was doing. Wow. I was drunk on it. Wow. That yeah. is so wild. So wild. So, <laughs> so in terms of, um, cause, cause all this stuff was more of when you were younger, right? So that, that was over a span of like, yeah, sort of that was growing up and into my mid, yeah, to late twenties. Okay. In my thirties, I had longer relationships, but in between that, I sort of got addicted to, um, yeah, starting to watch porn. Like, um, the internet was a thing, even though it was dial-up. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't really. I, I, it wasn't as accessible then, and it was certainly something that would be frustrating, certainly for an impatient person like me to. to and it, I, it wasn't something I was drawn to. I was still hooked on who I can go out and um, get me to buy a drink, you know, a drink for me or just chat up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I certainly got addicted to um, sex toys. and Sex toys? I, yeah. And do you think that that was because of pornography or because of something else that someone showed you? No, I think that was, again, following this stream of strong, sexual, individual, woman, power, all of that. And I was like, I'm going to control it for myself. I'm going to do this for myself. Um, and obviously I had those desires. I was just, uh, well, I, and I thought it was perfectly natural and, and fine. And, you know, there's a, a sort of a hippie part of me that was just like, yeah, man, just totally just doing my thing with right. all my five different vibrators. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. I, yeah, I've definitely been there. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we've got such a similar. Um, yeah, it, yeah. Crazy. So, so when you were in the new agey part of your world, and I'd love you to yeah. that, but when you were in the new agey part of your world, um, pornography was more a thing, right? Yeah, so I suppose over the last 10 years, um, I, I had to actually ditch the, the vibrators. I knew that that was, it felt wrong. It started to feel a bit obsessive and mm-hmm. it felt a bit addictive. And I was like, there's something not right here. And it felt too much because I, 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 I couldn't. And again, because I'm the, I've gotten such a control freak, I wanted to be one, the one in control. I was like, I don't feel like in control of this anymore. So mm-hmm. to reinstate my control, I sort of ditched them. And I actually met a guy who was like, Heather, I don't need to use those. So I, I did that, you know, uh, for him. And, and we just, I think we just started watching stuff together. There was a, a few relationships where I would be watching pornography together. Mm-hmm. And then when they left, I'd, I'd still carry on watching pornography. Um, and yeah, so it was the last 10 years that it kind of, started with just like your basic two people having sex and you just think oh and it's that horrible thing of like it then doesn't satisfy enough and you need more and you need to go crazier and you find yourself down some crazy dark holes watching some things that you never thought you'd watch and actually enjoying them and getting this hunger for something so dark um and it really yeah twists you twists your head to the point where you're being really secretive about it and, and I, I i felt like i was oh, being yeah. um secretive about it mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah well i was just gonna say you have no idea where where you go on these porn sites it's like one link to the next to the next and it's a variety of just every type of fetish on there and like you're yeah. saying 
it's like it gets darker and darker and you didn't even know you'd be there and it's like how did I get here yeah. to this weird thing I didn't even know existed <laughs> exactly and you get there because there is a drive and because you're not fulfilled you're not satisfied it's ultimately hollow but also I you know all of my artwork I'm, a, I'm an art sort of fine art graduate and uh, I'd be running life drawing classes and burlesque life drawing classes where we'd have like a theme and there'd be like a sexy striptease and then the people would hold poses and I was really invested in um, knowing the sexual mind and knowing and understanding people's drives. I mean it was a, a, a kind of course of study for me as well. So you know my dissertation for my um, my uh, BA in fine art was all to do with fetishism and how we fetishize not only sort of overly overtly sexual things but other things in our life and, and it's sort of like a form of idolatry but with a sort of a sexual intent mm. and so I had so many books and I had my you know my house was almost like <laughs> a sex museum I mean I would go to Paris I'd go to Amsterdam because I was in wanted to go to those sex museums I wanted to go and visit places um that were doing interesting things to do like whether it's performance art whether it was that high-end you know theatrical stuff or whether it was just yeah just kind of behind closed doors dirty disgusting mm -hmm. whatever i wanted to know and i in and, and so a part of me again the you know this is such a story of pride and power that I was just like, yes, yes, I know about all the different, you know, nasophilia. I know all about how, you know, different people, what getting off with, um, on just, you know, sucking and whatever of noses, or, you know, all of these, like I was so entrenched in, in, in pursuing that knowledge. Mm -hmm. So this pride and this power and this, this seeking, I mean, it is laughable now looking at it mm -hmm. from a biblical view and just saying, wow, are you just seeking power and knowledge from, yeah, wow. I mean, yeah. It's just, oh. in, in, a but, sense, in a sense, did you feel like it was like, I've got to know all this stuff before everybody else does? And like you were taking always. all there too? Always, always that. Always got to be the one knowing more than anybody in the room. Okay. Um, on any given subject and that was my that was like my area of speciality you know I would my whole language was innuendo my whole uh, visual was innuendo um, you know I remember from a very early I think I was 16 17 um, and I visited London they had I remember wearing this t-shirt that has screen print of like some naked breasts on it and I don't think anyone else had sort of you know it was again from like Carnaby Street or like an early kind of punk shop and it was I just thought it was the coolest thing I thought wow that is so cool to wear a t-shirt with like these naked breasts that it just you could see mm -hmm. um and I did I, I don't know I was just so drunk on um people knowing yeah. that I'm a sexual being and that they couldn't they couldn't kind of almost attain me and I, I it was all on my doing that wow. was that was really the thing <laughs> wow yeah it's it's that spirit of lust that completely mm. takes over and blinds us from anything else and wants to tempt people and tease them and want them to have us while they can't and 
Mm. It is a really demonic energy. It's so demonic. So I would, I would love to hear you touch on, um, like if, if this manifesting. Was, say that again, manifesting. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that, that is a part of your testimony. I want to hear about it. And I know that there's other people that are listening who have probably experienced this as well. Maybe not as many, but I'd love to hear your testimony on it. Yeah, sure. So as I was sort of growing in knowledge and power, just on that side of, you know, things for myself, it, it, sort of sexually, I was also exploring all of these self-healing and energy techniques. And by the way, all of this stuff, I thought was absolutely fine and absolutely up for grabs and absolutely nothing but just loving I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of phrasing it in such a, a creepy way because that's how I'm seeing it now. But I know at the time, I truly, truly, truly was in, entrenched in a belief that I was doing no harm to myself and I was doing no harm to anybody. Mm-hmm. But as I started to learn about these, these other ways of like harnessing our sort of natural, energetic um, power, what a better word. Um, I I don't know how this came about, how I kind of found out about this. It just sort of made sense to me. Somebody had said a few things, I kind of joined it at the dots, where, uh, you know, people are obsessed by visualization and these visual, these vis- vision boards, <clears throat> you know, on the vision board is the house, the dream house, and maybe a dream relationship um many you know foreign travel things items whatever no one's putting world peace on their vision boards by the way but um <laughs> just you know things of the flesh of the world that people want and you know i i would put that in a certain corner i you know i had my compass out for like ley lines the whole thing you know color therapy it was just layered 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 mm-hmm. um and using just that power that orgasmic power when whilst masturbating and using sort of visualization techniques to almost delude yourself into bringing it about like we are god we can create our own reality mm-hmm. and by harnessing this powerful and really sacred and beautiful um state um i was i was just totally inverting that and trying to to play god um and just yeah so People don't know what that is. I, yeah, I, th- this whole masterfesting is actually becoming more and more known and more and more used and more and more isolating where people are just going off and masturbating and thinking and almost praying to the universe um, to bring them their desires. Yeah. And in that state, in that, in that heightened state that, you know, that all is possible and they're, they're being fed constantly you know, you're worth it. You're beautiful. You're, you know, you can have whatever you want. This is your, your abundant birthright. And it just, it makes me sick and it creeps me out and my skin crawls now thinking that I was a part of that. Yeah. When I, when I did it, I literally thought that I, like you were saying, like we make ourselves the God of our own universe. And like, I literally thought that I was creating everything and manifesting anything I wanted through masturbating which which is not 
not good at all, not biblical, but that's what society is teaching us that if we just use our orgasm to when, when, well, in, yeah. a, in a sense, it's like you're thinking on a specific thing and you're, you're masturbating to it and then you orgasm to that thought and then hopefully it comes to you, you know? Um, <laughs> it's just, it, it sounds yeah. so demonic whenever I think about it now, but whenever I was in it before, it was like, oh, duh, like I'm just attracting things into me by my orgasm. And just so, it just so, it seemed like perfectly reasonable things to do. <laughs> like, yeah, right it's, now, it's like, what? Reasonable at all. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, that's a natural and normal, you know, well-adjusted person there. Just, it, it's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. And that is, that is the horrifying deception of, uh, I don't like calling it new age because that sounds like something from the 70s, 80s. I, I, you know, it is law of attraction principles. It is the manifestation stuff. We do need a better term for that. Oh, excuse me. For sure. A bandy term. But um, yeah, all of those energy harnessing. So if somebody was practicing law of attraction, they wouldn't call it new age. They would say, oh, oh no, new age is something different. You know, I'm doing law of attraction. Mm -hmm. I know the real stuff. Wink, wink. Exactly. Yeah, because I didn't even realize what I was doing was new age until I got out of it. And I was like, oh, it's this whole umbrella of just everything. But <laughs> in new age, you're just like, oh no, like I actually don't do that, but you do, but you don't yes. call it that. So, but there does need to be another name for it as well. Um, it's just the only I mean, it's, I, witchcraft, I, I kind of call it that. Like people, somebody mentioned to me the other day, she's like, oh, you're a witch. Like she called it just like as a joke. And I was like, oh, do not call me that. And Ooh. she's like, oh no, no, sorry, you're an expert. Like she, it's like, oh, that's such a, Whereas before somebody sort of said, oh, you know, Heather's just this light. She's like a, she's like a white witch. I was like, yes, that's what I am. I'm so amazing. Wow. Well, just disgusting. Yeah. I used to call myself a witch in that as well. And honestly, yeah. what we were doing was witchcraft. Like yeah. we're trying to um, manipulate the energies that be and pull mm -hmm. in what we want instead of like what God wants for us. We were trying to manipulate that. Um, and basically casting spells into the universe. 100% through our vaginas. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yes. It's absolutely awesome. <laughs> It's just so, it's just, but to, to see it as, as, I would have hated somebody saying that to me. And I'd be like, oh, you just don't get it. You're not in tune with this stuff. You're not in line with this stuff. You're so, you know, basic, you're in 3D. Mm. Um, but that is what it is. I, like, I went to... Um, so just traveling out in India and went to this tantric workshop and of course I was like the first of course I was right at the front of course I had to have an extra special relationship with the guy who ran it I, right it, I, it's oh I mean I'm sick of myself <laughs> I'm sick of myself but I went into it thinking I knew everything anyway and that was that was always the that was always my mindset and and it was just so incredible. It was so incredible when God opened my eyes and was just like, wow. I'm just gonna show you. I'm just gonna show you, you for real. Mm -hmm. And you just, you're just gonna decide whether you wanna, whether you wanna be that person or not. For sure. And, and to our viewers, can you explain what Tantra and the Tantric practices involve? 
Yeah, so Tantra is a branding term, so but sexual Tantra is to, again, it's harnessing energy through, um, they use different systems, so they might use the, the chakra system, which is um, imagined sort of energy portals through the body, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, that people are obsessed people are obsessed with with chakras and oh my chakras are all aligned or the chakras are not working or they're not spinning or they're spinning the wrong way around or they're spinning backwards or this chakra's out of balance and and it's just so inwardly focusing but yes to start at that like roots uh, chakra and your sacral chakra it's all again about harvesting and harnessing energy to get to a point where you're not necessarily touching or involved in a sort of a sexual um act mm-hmm. but your your spirit is combining on a on that sort of sexual level and then you go off and, and have sex wow. so it's all about opening up your vessel um allowing what you think is the other person that you're sort of sat opposite doing these sort of staring exercises mm-hmm. and just light touching exercises and trust exercises and all of these things that are in the physical plane but um you, you're like now you're going to combine as one in your in your sort of your spirit point in your highest point in you know that these chakra sort of above your head all these sort of things um uh, but ultimately what you're doing is you're opening yourself up to a demonic attack a demonic activity and demonic um sex basically mm-hmm. wow yeah, I, I love that you explained it like that. I, whenever I used to do the tantric practices, I literally thought that it was one of the highest form of sex that I had ever entered. Cause I was like, whoa, like I've never experienced such a spiritual way of mm. sex before. The, the person isn't just having sex with my body, but they're literally like very intentional about things. And, and in a sense, I feel like that's Satan's way of manipulating god's most perfect covenant where it's spiritual physical mental all that and he takes that outside of the covenant and it's like you can have it without it you don't exactly but you're just intertwining with multiple people on such a level and becoming one flesh with multiple people yes eye gazing and stuff a hundred percent and that's it you're having a counterfeit version um of what you can truly have with your husband or wife yes. uh, yeah 100 percent. and and he does a lot of everything he does that with absolutely everything and you just sort of feel like oh i'm still not quite satisfied like something off with this but then you're so deluded because you're like oh but no it's just so brilliant and, and it's all about having these experiences and it's just you know nobody really knows the truth and we're all just like floating around <laughs> Like, <laughs> I'm saying that, like, that was me. That was absolutely me. It was absolutely me. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, when did you realize, like, oh, like, when God <laughs> opened your eyes and you were like, I need to stop watching pornography. I need to stop masturbating. I need to stop having the sex yeah. lust all over me. When did you find that out? Oh, just praise God for his kindness to me. I... Um, yeah, so it was about a year ago, back in October 18, um, 
I called out of Jesus not having having sort of this weird sort of I was doing lots of different practices and things were getting very dark very very dark very very weird I was being very isolated people that I would normally talk to they were either you know traveling they were off I just I was just on my own and I remember being here one night and just seeing and feeling like the whole house was just creepy and I was like this is nothing's working like my usual sort of you know energy practices weren't working something was off I kept looking at the lights and they were crooked like it was just bizarre and I just thought I could be losing my mind here or I'm having a midlife crisis or I don't know something's going on and I started feeling this darkness like I literally could see these swirling darkness above my mind above my head and um, I called out to Jesus. I'd been sort of led to just dip in and see a few um, videos that had come from, like Doreen Virtue, Doreen Virtue and, and Stephen and, and Josh Peck. Mm-hmm. They were they'd put out these small videos, and my phone get kept getting stuck on them. Wow. <laughs> I know, and I and I wasn't following Doreen, and I didn't really like Doreen again. Not did I like her? I just didn't like tarot, or I didn't like any of those things. I thought I was above that. I thought I sort of knew better than that. So I, it was weird that my phone get kept getting stuck, and I was like, "Why is Doreen talking about Jesus?" This is interesting. Anyway, I just thought, great for her, lovely, nothing to do with me. On um, you know, whatever. Um, anyway, I ended up thinking, I'm, I'm going to call out to Jesus, and I'm just going to be open to what happens. And I did not expect. <laughs> to uh what happened that that did happen mm-hmm. so i was there just being freaked out it was like three o'clock in the morning and i was just like you know jesus i feel i feel harassed there's something here you know please i need you in this moment help me and the room went white and wow. i was just astonished like nothing had shocked me nothing has shocked me more than that than that being real wow. um and I remember just going around my entire house and just sort of calling out, um, you know, for the the name of Jesus to be in just near me or just be in this house because I knew, I knew something was attacking me that I didn't have an understanding of. And prior to all this, all of that that work that I was doing with energy and I, I didn't have an understanding of the spiritual realm. I thought that again, that was a very old way of looking at it or a way of understanding it. I just thought it was energy. I thought it was all energy based like an interactive universe it wasn't actually spiritual beings I didn't I didn't I just just discounted that completely um and then I was just led so after just literally three o'clock in the morning screaming Jesus all around my house checking out Buddhas checking out um my pyramid hat checking out all my copper dowsing rod like stupid things I was just on my knees sobbing as I believe the Holy Spirit was just saying, Heather, I'm just going to show you. I'm just going to show you, you in the re- in the raw, in the truth. And it was just the most beautiful, beautiful way to show me my disgustingness. And I, I, it's just the greatest, the, it's just the greatest, greatest time in my entire life. And all, all the spiritual practices I've done, all the forgiving ceremonies, the cord cutting ceremonies, the chakra, things the, the arms the chanting the yoga you know I've touched every single one of those techniques or mind um oh baby's still there 
Yes, I'm still here. Okay, it, sorry. <laughs> I think my thing just went black, but you I did. Know. I okay, hope great. We're still recording. <laughs> yeah, we're still recording. Okay, so out of out of all those, so all of those things, nothing can nothing compared to that beautiful process of um, being into repent, you know, being brought into repentance by a truly loving. Uh, being wow yeah that's there there i am but yeah that's totally exactly how i feel i've done every what i feel like every other spiritual practice possible and jesus has been the only thing who has set great (laughs) yes and so I, i spent a whole week just go just sort of like spent a whole week going oh my goodness, how have I missed this? How have I, how have I, and just plunged into as much as I could. Again, all of my friends was like, my parents were on this cruise. My friend was flying, doing almost 24 hour flight. I couldn't get hold of him. Um, I, and also I didn't want to speak to anybody because I didn't want to be, I knew that they'd be like, what are you talking about? Or that they just wouldn't understand. And I was in a totally different, I just needed to be just me and Jesus and just working this out because I just need. Um, and at the time, see, I would be either before that looking at porn um, or masturbating like daily. It wasn't even, you know, and multiple times daily sometimes. Yeah. You know, so I went from that to just being so freaked out. And, and then I remember that first time after being saved, after like understanding you know, and having that conversation, well, who is Jesus? Is that just a metaphor? Is that just a thing? And he gave me this incredible vision um, about that that just made complete sense to me. And I just, I knew that he, he totally was God who came to earth and he totally was that perfect lamb. And it all just made sense to me, or, you know, very quick, in a very short, short, short space of time. And it was all him. It was none of my previous understanding or any previous knowledge or study that I ever knew about the Bible, ever knew about um, following Christ. And I remember that first kind of night where um, it would have been normal or, or for me to just, yeah, masturbate or do something. And I was just like so convicted, it's like, oh no, I just felt that creepiness. Mm. And I was just calling out of Jesus saying, Jesus, take this away. Just take this desire away. I do not want that desire. I know that this is, this, this feels sticky. It feels wrong. It's not from you. And, um, and it went and it just, that whole feeling of almost that weird visceral, it's like when you're on a sugar high, I kind of always imagine it like I've eaten too many jelly babies mm. and I'm like, Ooh, I just need to ooh, have that kind of sexual release or something. Yeah. And um, and I went to sleep and I had the most disgusting sexual thoughts, the most disgusting sexual dreams where I could, I could hear all, all of these things just sort of talking to me saying, ha, ha, you like girls and you like wow. little girls and you like, and it was disgusting. Like it was really beyond. And I, I knew I like, wow, guys, if you're, you know, you're convicting you're convicting me even more now. Like, I, you know, if I was ever on the fence of there being demonic activity, now you're proving it to me because this is disgusting. I know it couldn't have come from my, my mind. Um, so it's got to have come from somewhere else. Oh, yeah. He, so he, that was... That, he, he tries to pull us back in by 
by our dreams the like satan tries to pull us back in through our dreams to show us like for like this is what we want like you might as well keep yeah. it and tempts us with those sexual dreams when when jesus is holding tightly onto us yes yeah. yes and there was times where um in that that first couple of weeks where i would wake up and it was, I didn't know whether it was just like my body was just not used to having that sort of sexual high being in a, an orgasmic state. But I wake up almost having like an orgasm. And that's never really, I mean, it's happened to me in the past, but I was always doing it sort of so consciously in the day that I wouldn't have needed to, do you yeah. know what I mean, to wake up. So I was just like, wow, this, and I, even halfway through an orgasm and i sometimes think it's it's one of those things that you feel like again it's one of those fast moving trains you can't stop but it just i called out i was like jesus take this away like i don't want this i don't want to even feel this i don't want to be you know connected to this and it went like halfway through having an orgasm wow it's almost sort of like but that's that's physically impossible because <laughs> you're like half you're like in midpoint of having an orgasm and i just went no 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 and the Lord um, took it away. Took it away. Just took it away. Just That's went. So, so grateful. Nothing for me. Just so grateful. And I, you know, I, I think I've spoken to this before about uh, there's just no way that I look at porn. There's just no way that I even wanted to see anything on like just normal terrestrial TV where people were starting to like, you know, maybe going to go and have sex in a, just a, I don't know, a regular movie or tv or something i was just always like oh i don't want to see it i don't want to know about it yeah and <laughs> i just love this day where i was just sat around and i was just thinking and like this it was almost trying to test my mind to think about like two naked bodies and i couldn't picture the genitals like it was like pixeled out wow. almost like jesus had come in and just pixeled i was just like this is this is brilliant hilarious but this is the transformation and you loved it mind. like <laughs> what the lord was doing to your mind and just, just renewing you yes oh that's so good it was so good and i just haven't looked at porn i haven't um wanted to i've had no desire to i've had desires to masturbate um and over the that that year that full year you know, since I was sort of being saved, I think I just, I did that. And it was horrible and it was disgusting and it felt horrific. And it was a point where I was sort of testing a little bit, a point, one point where I just felt like I was going to explode. And I just thought I didn't need it. And it was, for me, going from like sometimes, you know, in the past having sex seven times a day to like not even masturbating for, I don't know, six months of time. That was, that's phenomenal. That is yes. like people who know me and would know who I was, that's that sexual self. That's uh that's like okay, something has happened to Heather because that's not normal, Heather. That's that's and, literally Jesus. <laughs> that's literally Jesus. That is literally Jesus. And and it's not because you know, I said, sort of said that I spoke to you about this, it's not because I'm follow I'm such a great follower of Christ because we all stumble it's because in that especially in that early stages i was so so convicted of how disgusting and how demonic and how just depraved beyond i think even our imagination that is 
I didn't want to, I just didn't want anything to do with it. And, um, you know, having had that experience, which I'm so grateful for, just being so freaked out, being the most frightened I've ever been, and just, just being sort of almost losing my mind. Um, I just wouldn't touch it because I know what, it, how it can open up to, yeah, just do it again. You know, that horrible creepiness. For sure. For sure. Wow. I love that so much. Thank you so much for sharing. So to the people on the other end who are listening, who are still struggling with pornography, yeah. how can you tell them to encourage them to let it go or, or just encourage them through this journey as the Lord is revealing more and more to them about this? Yeah, I just think, you know what, it's so great having examples of people who, you know, with Jesus, you know, having Christ help, he, he, he can get it done. He absolutely can get it done. And you know what, I had such a big faith in the universe. I had such a huge faith that it would always deliver me money. It would always deliver me sex. It would always deliver me boyfriends. It would always deliver me what I wanted. I just transferred that 100% to Jesus. And that, you know, is to... Uh, you know that the the credit of his divine timing of showing me okay i'm gonna i'm gonna teach you up i'm gonna allow you to be taught up in the demonic so you know i'm gonna use you uh hopefully to 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 show actually i can just tr totally just dump that on on jesus i know it's him because i no way can i do that on my own and it isn't, you know we're certainly not called to do it on our own like even though we're like okay jesus i got the message you know we don't want us to do that okay you know let me go off and do it and try to do it on my own. No, you do every single bit with him. Even if it feels like, oh, it's embarrassing. I don't want to sort of speak to even Jesus, but I'm ashamed to even, you know, bring it to him. I'm ashamed. He wants you to be super, super honest. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not honest with yourself, I think that's where it starts. If you're not honest with yourself and you kind of think, oh no, it's, you know, I'll, I'll get around to it. I'll poo poo it. That, which I do in other areas. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm kidding myself here. I need to just be honest and go, yeah, Jesus, I, I, I'm just nothing here. I'm, I'm nothing. I need, I need you on. I need you 100 percent on this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's gonna help. I don't know, but I think yeah, being honest and and just uh, knowing that it can and it is 100 percent possible to just be so free of it. Mm-hmm. Amen. That is so good. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. I, it was so good. It's so good to hear someone's perspective on the, the demonic realms, the tantric, all that. Cause I know people are, have been diving into that stuff as well. And man, it's things that need to be talked about inside the church. So I'm so glad that you were just able to speak to it. Um, if you have any last words to say, uh, to to the people listening, I would love for you to share. Yeah, I just wanted to share just one short story, if I can, about yeah. what happened this year where I was chatting with a guy and I thought, oh, God's given me a husband. Um, like yeah. We were chatting and it was, we were going to meet up and it was going to be really good. Um, and it didn't end up happening. And I was really crushed. And I was like, I don't understand why God, like why? I'd be such a great wife, I'd be, all of these things. And he showed me beautifully again, as he did day one, just showed me my heart and was just like, Heather, and this is how I feel like he, he knew showed me, Heather, you would have gone there, you would have flirted with his friends, 
flirted with his brother. Like you would have just wound him up as you would have, he needed to show me that I was still in pursuit of the power, uh, the sexual power that I, I could have over, over men. And to really, to really, really, really unroot that and to really take every last bit of that out, even, you know, under the veil where I was pretending, oh no, I'd be so good. And I, you know, I was almost packing in my mind what I, you know, what I'd wear. And I'm like, ooh, that's modest, but it's also going to be quite sexy. As in not overtly sexy, but I know it's tight in certain areas. All of those things. And I was like, Heather, you're, you're kidding yourself. Yeah. You know, God's going to just see straight through that. And you haven't even seen it. You haven't even caught it. And I was just the relief of that and just the relief of, um, wow, you know, he really cares. He doesn't want me to do this sort of half half baked and, and then just to, to make a fool of myself and to get even more confused. He's going to be like, no, don't try and, don't try and sort of pretend that you're going to, even though logically now I see the beauty of how he's laid out um, a relationship to a man and a woman and it's been that, and I'm signed up and like, oh yes. Mm-hmm. But in my heart, there was that root that was still there and it was a beautiful lesson to learn. Wow, that is so good. I'm so glad that the Lord showed you that. Man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. It's It's crazy how we sometimes think that the Lord is like sending us a husband or sending because <laughs> I've done that as well where I'm just like is this him Lord is this him and I'm like why am I doing that like for one you're my husband I need to be so yeah. just giving myself to you and not having eyes for other people you know um yeah because in those time periods like like you're saying like we aren't even ready he's preparing us yes it, it's a power what'd you say I'd, I'd make such a mess of it and then i'd get all confused and then i'd want to be it is more about i was going to be the one who wanted to be in control of it i was like i'm going to go over there i'm going to make this guy fall madly in love with me because i know all the tricks right you know yes. but now i've got this branding like over it of like but i'm a christian as well so like hello i'm just like the chill package right now right <laughs> i'm oh ridiculous gosh. That is hilarious. That is so funny. Well, guys, I'm so glad that we got to hear Heather's story. Um, if you guys have any questions, Heather, where can they reach you at? So, yeah, I hang out mostly on Instagram at the law of distraction. Um, I'd love to yeah, chat with people who are um, going through anything um, that they feel like is yeah, like that sexual sort of demonic um struggling with addiction with with porn i know your ministry um is excellent for that as well but yeah if they want to chat with me as well come come find me yes go find her ask her questions leave her comments thank you so much for for being on and sharing your story and to everybody else i just pray that you found so much encouragement through heather's story have a great rest of your day